Welcome in everybody. Happy Tuesday. Today is December 13th, 2022. We're very excited to have you. I am your host of the Healthy Humans Podcast. My name is Nathan, if you guys don't know that already. And this is episode number 17. We're going to be talking about strength training today, but we're just going to go through our intro and we're just going to fire through everything here today. So we really hope you guys have some good questions. If you guys want to, you guys can post those right in the chat. They're going to uh, appear right below my screen today because again, we're doing just a little bit of a different format than we usually do. So you guys are going to see plenty of that. I do always want to start off with a big thank you to all of our listeners here, guys. I'm actually really excited to get into the world maps for today's session because I had so many new people listening in from YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, all the different places you see over on the left side of the screen. Sorry, right side, um, if you guys are looking at that. Um, and just because we finally got all that data compiled, we, we just saw a huge spike in listeners uh, from different places. So we're really, really excited about that. So big thanks to everyone who listens in so far. Anyone who makes content knows that this is a really, really hard thing to do. Um, it takes hours of my time. So I really appreciate seeing all of you guys really tune in. Just as a reminder, if you guys subscribe here on Twitch, you guys are going to get little treats for the doggos. So I've got a whole jar here. So room for about a hundred subscriptions. Um, so, and that directly supports me that goes into developing higher quality videos and all of that fun stuff. And so that way I can actually afford to get into buying new equipment and all that fun stuff so that we can continue making this as lucrative as possible. And it just compensates me for some of my time as well, because again, we don't, we just got to the point where we uh, we just got to the point where we are monetized over on Anchor and Spotify. And so once those ads start rolling in, we're actually going to start seeing a little bit more revenue from that. So I'm super excited about that. But the subscriptions really help. You guys can also follow us on Patreon as well. That supports my entire content portfolio. So we'd really love to get just a few more patrons by the end of the year here, guys. We don't have that many, but we'd love to get just a few more in right now. If you guys missed the live version right now, so if you are currently not listening to me, that is okay because you guys can subscribe to us on YouTube so you can see all of our uh, short form content and the entire podcast edited down so you guys don't have to listen to the dogs being crazy and things like that. And it's going to be a very good time. We're going to get right into it here, guys. Just a reminder, we're going over strength training today. We're going to talk about the podcast purpose. So why we do this, we always want to remind you guys of what we're doing. Why we do it is to bring education to everyone, especially in my online community of gamers, streamers, creators, and bring all that information about health, fitness, nutrition, and overall wellness. In our growing world here, guys, personal health and well-being is more important than ever Let's get right into it here today, guys. We're talking about strength training as an elite strength coach for the company that I contract through. Um, and that's somebody who has a lot of experience lifting a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. So I have a little bit of education uh, and a lot of debt to actually <laughs> know what I'm talking about just a little bit and multiple certifications as well. So all of that fun stuff. And actually, I was kind of doing the math the other day and I have like 15 years experience of powerlifting now. So I didn't realize that that makes me feel kind of old, but that's OK. Um, I don't feel old, so that's good. I think it's working. Um, so we've just gotten to apply strength training to so many different people of so many different backgrounds. So we're going to go over a little bit of that with you guys here today. I've trained athletes to build strength for their sport. I've worked with hundreds of elderly clients at this point to build strength to keep up their standard of life and everybody in between. Coming up next, 
we are going to talk about just our agenda really quick. So what we're actually going to be covering in this video, we're going to go over what is muscular strength, its application into training. So how you actually go about doing the thing, important considerations. So kind of those extra bits of info that you guys are probably going to want to know a workout update. So I've been kind of working on a different format for that. And so we're going to go through that with you guys. I've got some really cool data points built up for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hopefully you guys like graphs and stuff. They're in different colors. So it's pretty fun. Uh, and then we'll do a short Q&A as well. All right, guys, let's get into talking point number one. What is muscular strength? Now, if you're reading this from a textbook, it is going to be quote unquote, the ability of a muscle group to exert maximal force at a specified velocity. That doesn't mean a lot to most people. So we're going to go over kind of what this means and how we can apply kind of more of a functional definition of muscular strength. So a lot of the times I will usually just tell you, tell someone or someone who's asking strength is actually the ability to exert maximum force onto an object. That is going to be our functional definition that we're kind of running with today. So usually how we measure this is in like a one rep max or a one RM in the weight room, which we'll go into that in much more detail later. Keep in mind that strength is usually relative to person to person. There's going to be sex differences and there's also going to be training differences. There's age differences. There's so many different things that are going to go into what affects strength. And so really it's just focusing on what keeps you functional. We want to keep this relative so that it's important and applicable to everyone. So strength is important as it raises our functional ceiling. That's going to be important here, guys. The functional ceiling essentially is your maximum capability of like getting stuff done. What tasks are within your capability and what tasks are not. So we want to raise that as high as possible, right? We don't want to come up to a task and then immediately have to say, I need to get somebody else to do this. That decreases our quality of life because as you get older, that functional ceiling is going to lower and lower. And so at what point do we actually cross a certain threshold? And we actually call this the disability threshold. There's a lot of legal definitions already established for this. So if you can't do certain activities, uh, usually it's based on a number of activities of daily living that you can't do once that functional ceiling drops below that you actually cross that disability threshold and one of my goals is to keep as many people out of that range as possible we want to keep people above that so that's going to be something we work on quite a bit one thing and this is going to sound really simple here guys so just track with me the stronger you are the less effort it takes you to complete a task less effort means less energy this is really, really important because the amount of overall fatigue and effort that has to go into doing a specific task is going to affect your life quite a bit. A lot of the times people my age, uh, and that's those under 30, don't necessarily take this into consideration very much because our energy levels are still pretty high <laughs> and that's pretty good. So when we start to get into the 30s and 40s and 50s and onwards and upwards, right? As we start aging like whiskey and all that fun stuff, we tend to see that the same tasks we used to do tend to cost more energy. And so when that fatigue is lasting longer, especially if it's uh, something as simple as yard work, let's let's use that for an example. I mean, that's coming to mind because there's a million leaves out right now from the last few bouts of wind. And you have to rake all those up, right? If you spend an hour raking all these leaves, if you do them in your do that in your 30s and you're raking up all these leaves and all that fun stuff, you might feel pretty good. You might just be able to go on to the next chore and that's fine. Maybe as you get older, if you're not working on strength training, that same task is now going to require a greater amount of rest and recovery. So you're actually able to not get as much done throughout each day. And it might just 
make you more tired, more fatigued, and that's no good. We don't want that. So the ability to build strength really is how our species as humans have gotten to the point where we've survived so long because we've developed that ability to raise that functional ceiling so high so that we can continue doing those tasks um, where, you know, in caveman days, it used to be you had to have the strength to throw a spear or a rock or like go hunting and all those different things and like building shelters. Most of these things that we take for granted nowadays, like I don't like I don't I didn't build the house that we're renting right now. I didn't have to go out and kill the cow that I'm using to make hamburgers later or whatever it might be. And so we take for granted that we don't necessarily need strength as much for our day to day activities. Basically, let's summarize what we've just gone over. Um, the more strength you have, it's just going to open up more activities to your activities of daily living, non-daily activities. So kind of those activities that are like yard work that you do maybe once in a while, um, and then leisure activities as well. And leisure activities include sport, exercise, um, anything that requires effort, but you actually do need a level of functional strength to do. What is muscular strength? We're going to continue kind of diving into this question and we want to go over kind of some of the primary benefits. And those are, I kind of do these first four as primary benefits because these are really, really common and are going to be shared across most types of exercise. So the first one is going to be improvements in your blood pressure. Strength training actually increases blood pressure acutely. So while you're doing those lifts, blood pressure is actually going up. The nice thing is, is that blood pressure comes back down because we wouldn't want it to stay up there. That would be a problem. But because you are training that blood pressure to go up and down under that effect of training and under that load, you, you this will actually have a positive downstream effect after that training session. So overall, it's going to lower that. Just a quick disclaimer as well. If you are somebody who has a history of high blood pressure, see your doctor first before slinging around a bunch of weights. That's going to be really important. The next one is going to be blood glucose. Now, if you're not familiar with what blood glucose is, it commonly goes uh, by the term blood sugar. And when I say blood sugar, most people are going to think diabetes, right? So this is really, really important. Um, there are so many people who struggle with pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Uh, type 1 diabetes is hereditary, so it's something that you just develop kind of the, the simple terms is like type two diabetes comes from lifestyle type one is hereditary and pre-diabetes is the prog the progression towards type two diabetes uh, especially and so we really want to help regulate that blood sugar so what happens is if you have too much blood sugar going through your bloodstream it causes elevated insulin levels now insulin is secreted from the pancreas and it helps push blood glucose into the muscle cell so that's how i always remembered insulin into the muscle cell, right? I always remember these like random things from uh, from college that I had had to just remember when you're testing on all these things. But what happens is when your body has to excrete all that extra insulin, it causes insulin resistance. Those muscle cells are now not as able to take in that blood glucose, and this leads to diabetes. The higher levels of blood glucose actually has damaging downstream effects to the rest of the body. So when we're exercising and we're lifting, this really helps increase the ability of the body to up to take up that blood glucose, that blood sugar, and use it for positive activities, which is really, really good. We like that. We really, really like that. Next one we're going to talk about is bone density. We talked about this a little bit last week, and we've talked about this almost every episode so far here, guys. Bone Please, for the love of everything, please just like do the thing, do some training. This is so important. Like you're not going to think about this right now. If you're in your 30s or even your 40s, you probably don't give a crap about 
bone mineral density. But like, I really want you to give a crap. Give like just one care, one care, guys, because as you age, bone mineral density goes down. Once you get past roughly about 25, that varies in individuals and genetic makeup, but about 25 years is a good average point for when bone mineral density has already peaked and then starts to go down. Now, in individuals who are keeping a good strength routine, strength training routine, excuse me, will have the most amount of bone mineral density deposited. And we've even seen in some individuals, even individuals in their 50s and 60s, strength training leads to bone mineral deposition even into those later decades, which is really, really good. We really want to see that here, guys, because that's going to reduce the risk of fragility. So if somebody falls, they're not going to break a hip or an arm or a wrist because those bones have the density already there and they're going to be more sturdy. <laughs> that's just an overall good thing. And it's going to uh, it's going to prevent diseases like osteoporosis and osteopenia. So you're never going to get into those standard deviations away from the mean of bone mineral density that is going to put you into those classifications for disease. We want to avoid that. Keep moving heavy things here, guys, with good form, and you guys are going to see some just huge benefits throughout your life. One of my favorites as well is injury risk. Now, as a former athlete who has hurt themselves way too many times, strength training is really, really important for injury risk reduction. And this might seem silly because most of you guys already know this, um, but strong muscles help protect those joints. When you are strength training, there's going to be some effect, a, a lot of effect on the muscles themselves, but also the surrounding connective tissue as well. So connective tissue, um, we'll just put a put that into a blanket term, bones, joints, tendons, ligaments, all that fun stuff. We're just going to put that all under one umbrella, and all of those are also going to get structural improvements as well. So when those structures are stronger, they are going to be able to withstand more force, more bending, especially like most people don't realize like your bones bend um, when you are going through high loads. That's actually good. If they didn't bend, they would actually be more susceptible to breaking. That's why steel itself is such a good material is because it's able to bend and maintain its uh, rigidity and overall structure. Bones are very similar. That's why we have actually different types of bones. And that's why the bones themselves are structured in that way. We won't go down that rabbit hole because I don't have any good diagrams on that here today, but that is going to be really, really important. Another kind of side benefit as well. We'll actually talk about some additional benefits to muscular strength. One of them that I didn't put on here that actually is going to be really, really important here, guys, is muscular strength training helps reduce body fat. That is like the number one thing. Most people come in and they're like, I need to lose weight. This is one of the most common things I get questions about is people want to affect their body fat percentage. Now, for a lot of people, this is really, really good. Now, I will say big disclaimer here, body fat percentage is not just a calories in calories out. If it was, I would probably not have a job because they, it, if it was that easy, everyone would be the exact weight that they wanted to with very, very little discipline. Some people that works because they have the genetic makeup to do that. But I will say here, guys, body fat loss is a multifactorial problem. So there's a lot of things that go into that. So energy balance is just one of many different factors. So if you are somebody who is looking to lose weight, muscular strength training is going to affect that energy balance, which is one of the biggest factors in losing body fat. So it's not a guarantee that you're going to be like as slim as possible or your perfect body fat percentage, whatever that might be. 
just by strength training, right? You have to take into consideration all those other factors, which are sleep, hormonal levels, age, stress, all these different things. And muscular strength is actually going to help with quite a few of these different factors, which is why I wanted to throw that in as well. But just keep in mind here, guys, um, energy balance is not the only factor that goes into weight loss, specifically body fat percentage changing. And I just want you guys to know that that's an important misconception that most people don't realize. A lot of professionals realize that, but it's, it's professionals might tell you one thing all the time. Like I myself am a professional and sometimes people don't want to hear it. Right. So, which is always the fun, the fun part when you're training somebody is sometimes they ask you a question like, Hey, why, why don't I look like this supermodel over here? Like I barely eat anything and this is what I'm doing. And I'm doing all this like crazy, super extreme stuff. And you're just kind of like, you're not going to like what's coming out of my mouth next. You just got to be okay with who you are. You know, that's what we're focusing on here, guys. Really the main purpose of this podcast is to get you guys moving, get you guys healthy and kind of helping everyone understand what healthy looks like for them, because that is a has so many misconceptions associated with it. And I want you guys to be happy, healthy humans. Tangent over. Let's get right back into those benefits. So additional benefits you guys are going to see up on the screen is mental affect, sleep and hypertrophy. We're going to go over these here really, really quick. If you guys don't know what mental affect is, this is kind of uh, your overall mood. That's, that's going to be a really basic simplification of it, but this is going to be how you approach the world mentally. Those who exercise tend to have a more positive mental affect, and so they are able to see the world in a more positive lens that are, tend to be more optimistic day to day, and it's just going to improve overall mood. The second one, one of my favorites, is it improves sleep. I love sleeping so much. It's Sometimes it's my favorite part of the day is just like laying down and just knocking out. I absolutely love it. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, if I work out really, really hard that day, I know I'm going to have some really good sleep that night. Another benefit here, guys, is hypertrophy. If you haven't heard the word hypertrophy before, this is just a fancy term for increasing in size. So a we're going to go over this in a little bit more detail as well, because I'm going to show you guys kind of how strength and hypertrophy actually overlap a little bit. And we might even in the future do a specific episode on hypertrophy training. But hypertrophy in this context means to increase in muscle size. So that's like getting bigger, getting swole. That's what people are looking for. And when you're doing strength training, you're actually going to see a little bit of that. Now, strength, when we're going through the actual program sets here, guys, that's not going to be as optimal for hypertrophy training, but there is going to be a little bit of that because a lot of the times those things overlap just a little bit, just like how last week we said some of the benefits with endurance training and strength training actually do overlap, but how you train those is totally different. So we'll go over that. We got some good, some good charts and stuff. That's what's coming up next. So now we're going to dive into the application of training and specifically strength training. So last week we talked about endurance training. Strength training is on the opposite end of the programming spectrum from endurance. So if we're looking over on this chart here, guys, if you look on this side, we have a less than two reps all the way up to 20 reps. Now I want you guys to take a look at the, the top here. There's going to be four different main training goals, and we're hopefully going to touch on all of these in these episodes here, guys. I don't know if we're going to get them all done by the end of the year because the holidays are rapidly approaching and that's not freaking me out at all. But 
you're going to see the four different training goals, strength, power, hypertrophy, and muscle endurance. We've covered the bookends so far. So we've covered muscular endurance and we've covered muscular strength, which we're actually technically covering right now. So you can see in these lower rep ranges here, guys, two through six, this is where you see the highlighted portion of strength. And now this chart is meant to symbolize whereas the bigger and bolder the words are and you can kind of see the color coding will go along with this as well if something is highlighted in yellow this is where you're going to get the maximum benefits for this training goal based on the reps given above so when you're doing two through six reps this is where you're going to get the most amount of strength goals now if we go into reps seven through eleven you're still going to build a little bit of strength but it's not optimal then it gets less optimal all the way up to 15 and then it gets the least optimal all the way up to 20. now you still get a little bit of that strength but you're going to get it just at a slower pace now the same thing applies to muscular endurance but just flipped around so you're going to see in this lower section over here two through six reps is going to result in the smallest amount of muscle endurance gains where then if you go seven through 12 you're going to see kind of medium muscle endurance gains and then when you get above kind of 13 all the way up to 20 reps that's when muscle endurance is optimized and so these are all in ranges and you're going to see they blend together a little bit they overlap so strength and power are almost completely overlapped um, and we're going to get into that a little bit next week because that's actually what we're going to be going over and then hypertrophy is uh, there is a little bit of overlap at that six rep mark so anywhere from like kind of five to seven you are going to get a little bit of hypertrophy benefits from your strength training as well so a lot of people don't realize this like you get everything's on a, on a spectrum because everyone's body is so different so that's why we want to like use uh graphics like this and so this is just why i wanted to incorporate these i've actually just into this presentation and writing all of this i think i sunk in about like six hours for this and stuff guys i know this like seems really simple but i want to make sure this information is as quality as possible for you guys so next thing we want to talk about this is a very very simple strength training program you guys are going to see we have four different exercises on this table we have a back squat a bench press a bent over row i abbreviated that b-o-r because bent over row takes up a little bit too much space and we have our deadlift now is this an exhaustive list of all the exercises i wish you were doing every week no it is not but we're just doing four exercises because it fits very neatly on the table each one of these we're going to do for five cents rep range of five to six so staying kind of at the higher end of that rep count for maximum or optimal strength training and strength results and then we're going to be resting for anywhere from two to five minutes now that rest period probably seems seems long for a lot of people now i want you guys to take a screenshot of this if you'd like because that way you can use this table and add in your own loads you can add in your own notes or you can just use this template and write it out yourself like i don't care use it it's really really simple and this is going to help you guys out get the most out of your training program so when we're going through this one of the big things here guys is i'm constantly taking notes on my load and really just putting stuff into my notes section last week we went over like you have to take good notes if again if you're a professional and you're not taking good notes for your clients they are not getting the most out of your services so that's why i take constant notes when i'm going through on this i carry this thing around with me and i drain the battery on it almost every single day because i'm constantly writing stuff out i'm like oh this client had pain in this area while we did this lift let's make an adjustment so that way we don't see it next time 
all these different things. You can do the same for yourself here, guys. Work smarter, not just harder, right? I want you guys really challenging yourself in the gym, but I want you guys knowing where you succeed and where you need improvement as well. That's going to make you such a better athlete and exerciser, guys. Let's really make sure we're doing that. Next thing we want to talk about is how we measure strength. There's a couple of different ways of doing this. And often it's, we're going to be looking at your one rep maximum or a one RM. So if you guys see that abbreviation, one RM, that is what that means. One rep maximum. I don't, first one's going to be measuring that one rep maximum. The second is going to be a rep maximum in itself. So like, for example, a 10 rep maximum. So that's just looking at a given weight. Can I do this 10 times? Yes or no. And then going through the process of actually testing through that. And then a predicted one rep maximum as well. Predicted is the safest way and personally my favorite because you can take the amount of weight you do on a certain lift, multiply that by a number of reps, or excuse me, use that on a table or a chart. And you just find the intersection point between those two things. And that is going to predict your one rep maximum. Now, this is much safer to do, especially if you're working out by yourself, because if you are working out by yourself, you need to have a you, you need to have some sort of safety system set up. And a lot of times people you if you're doing a one rep maximum, you really, really should have spotters or safety bars or something like that. So you're not doing anything stupid in the gym. And you don't get caught under the bar. Don't be a gym fail video. I said that in one of my shorts last week. I got a ton of views. You guys apparently really like that. I said, don't be a fainting goat because you've probably seen people put too much weight on and then they pass out because their blood pressure spikes too high and then they just they black out. So don't do that. Don't be a fainting goat. That's the reference there. Some of you guys were in the comments like, I have no idea what that means. That's what that means is don't pass out when you're lifting. But this is going to be a lot safer. Using a predicted one rep maximum means we can actually lower that overall weight so it's within your safe range so you can bail out a little bit easier if you need or just get as many reps before you actually hit that failure point. And that means you guys can get a accurate look at what your one rep max might be and you can do it safely as well. Now, you can also measure strength isometrically as well. Isometrically just means with no movement. Iso means to stay the same and that's kind of the route that we're working with. So this is used in a lot of different ways. It does take a little bit of specialty equipment. So for example, a hand grip dynamometer is something you hold on to. You keep your elbow at a right angle when you're grabbing it, and then you squeeze as hard as you can, and a little gauge is going to move, and it's going to tell you how hard you're actually squeezing. So it's going to tell you your hand grip strength. It's actually really important when we're looking at outcomes, especially for hand wrist and elbow therapy so it basically anything from like the lower arm up is going to be really really important because those hand grip numbers are really well correlated to success outcomes so we need to be able to measure that and there's a lot of different ones that we could go through i could literally go through i mean i've got all my textbooks right here guys there's i i have multiple others up in my cabinet of literally just books on how to measure the human body and different capabilities of the human body Again, we could go over that for a very long time, so we're just giving you one example for now. Let's move on. Another important consideration here, guys, is to stay balanced. And this doesn't mean like standing on one foot, which is important for you to be able to do, but this is having balance within your routine. So there's kind of three main things that I like to focus on with my clients is mobility, the ability to go through a range of motion without pain, stability, the ability to stabilize your joints, and that does include include balance excuse me and a lot of that's going to come from like specifically core strength and then your actual strength as well your ability to stabilize go through range of motion and exert force 
Those are why we work on all three of those, because all three of those lead to positive functional outcomes. And that's really, really what we want to see. So the biggest thing here is I will say if you are strong but not stable, other parts of the body are going to be assisting in that load and can actually lead to poor form and injury. You've probably seen people before who do like a really, really heavy squat and they might be shifting off to like one side or the other. That's going to put unneeded stresses on the wrong parts of the body and can lead to injury. So that's like why we want to be able to stabilize the hips, for example, during a squat or when you see the knees cave in while somebody's squatting, they're not able to stabilize the knees and all of the associated muscle groups. So we want to make sure that we can stabilize those first and then go through with that strength training. So all of these interplay with each other quite a bit. And sometimes I will say like, if you're strong, but your range of motion sucks, then like you're immediately less functional. And I'm not saying you need to do the most crazy flexibility drills all the time. Like you don't need to do the splits, but there are certain ranges of flexibility that you should be able to do. Like, can you touch your toes without pain? Um, can you go through your daily activities without feel like you're stretching those muscles and overexerting them? You know, we just, we want to be functional and that's really what it comes down to. And it, and it takes a lot of focused attention to maintain all three of those. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is planned regressions. This is really, really important here, guys. Sometimes we'll call these deloading periods or deloading weeks, depending on who is doing them and who is not. Just like rest is important in between your sets, rest is also important in between your program periods as well. I can't tell you how many times I see people who burn themselves out in the gym because they refuse to take rest breaks for more than like 24 or 48 hours. You are allowed to take weeks off. A lot of the times I tell people like when you go on a vacation, that is going to be your rest period. I actually, for a lot of my clients, it's better for them to not exercise unless they're getting antsy, you know, and they're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored and need to do something. But if I'm training them and we are just going after it, I want them to take a break when they go on vacation because when they come back, they are going to be faster, stronger, well-rested. They're going to have more energy and they're going to be able to kick butt in that next workout. That's what I want for them because they're going to see improvements because they took the rest, because they let their body fully recharge. And that's going to be really, really important. Now, if you want to take a planned regression during a programmed time, so if you're in like a 16-week strength program and you're like, hey, I'm I, I like really, I don't want to take a complete week off, but I want to like lower my weights a little bit so I can kind of my, let my body like recover a little bit. You can do these planned regressions. Now the planned regression is going to be like using specified percentages of your weight. So say instead of doing like 85% of your one RM for your strength sets, you're actually going to do like 45 to 50%, you know, you're going to cut that down by quite a bit. And that's actually going to produce better results because you're letting your body recover. You're not doing as much volume. So your body doesn't need the same amount of like protein, water, sleep, all those things. It's going to bounce back a lot quicker. And so you're going to get more quality recovery. It can be really, really important for that entire body to have planned regressions here, guys. So if you don't take weeks off or have weeks where you're just like, I'm just going to lift a little bit lighter this week, you're not going to see as much improvement and you're going to burn out a little bit easier as well. So don't burn out. Don't do that. Next thing I want to talk about is just neuromuscular adaptations. If I just said that, and that means nothing to you, 
I do apologize, but we're going to get into that right now. So a neuromuscular adaptation is how your brain, the connection from your brain to your muscles is actually connected and how well that information and those signals are flowing. So when you are starting a program, the first few weeks, you're going to see strength improvement almost right away. Now, this is coming from neuromuscular adaptations because a couple of different things are happening. So let me make sure I have my notes up here because motor control is not one of my best subjects, but I did take good notes for you guys this week. So when you see that improvement in strength, it's usually because three reasons. Your first one is your able to recruit more motor units. When you are able to recruit more motor units, there's more nerves running to that muscle, stimulating it to fire. So it's going to be able to produce more strength and it's uh, going to increase the amount of force that comes out. That's fantastic. Number two, the motor units themselves are becoming greater in size. So not only are you recruiting more of them, you're recruiting bigger motor units as well. This results in more strength. Number three, the rate of firing is faster. So not only have you recruited more motor units and bigger units, but they're also firing faster as well. And all three of these together are going to improve the amount of strength that you get into. We're going to be talking a little bit about how we can actually train those motor units to do this with muscular power training as well, because that rate of firing is very, very important to muscular power production as well. Power production compared to strength here, guys. Biggest change is going to be in the velocity of movement. I don't want to go into that too much because we are going to be going into that next week as well. All right, guys, let's move on. Let's go over my workout update here, guys. We, I just want to switch this over really quick so you guys can see what's going on. So one thing I've been working on throughout the year, and I, you can see over on this right side here, guys, I have so little data for like bicep curls, mostly just because I added that in as an afterthought, and I do need to update these a little bit. But I've got my workout volume plotted over the course from about April to now, and I'm missing some data points. And you're going to see, so for example, the overhead press volume has way more data points because um, that's actually been something I've historically been bad at. So if you see, we're just barely topping 2,000 pounds of overall volume. And then we got it all the way up to just over 3,000. Uh, that was pretty hard, though. That was a that was a that took me a little bit longer to recover. And so we saw that drop down, but it's working its way back up again. I have another shoulder day, so that's where my overhead press comes in on this Friday. So we're actually hoping to see potentially some better numbers there. But we're seeing kind of an overall trend in all of these, which I'm really really excited about. Again, my bench press and my overhead press have been kind of historically not my best movements. My front squat. We've been working on incorporating this into my routine a little bit more as well, mostly just to improve knee health because I have knees of an old man, but my deadlift volume is getting very, very high. I'm actually very excited. This is probably going to be the first one that hits 10,000 on that overall volume. We took a little bit off from June to September. So at the end of the summer, we just had so much going on that like we had to take a big break. So you're going to see in these data points down here that there's not a lot of data coming in from kind of the end of August and kind of early September. There's a few points in here, but just not that many, not as many as I would have liked. And we're going to work on getting more data for that bicep curls as well. But this is kind of how my workouts are going here, guys. And then we're also going to be adding in some cardio details as well. So a few months ago, my heart rate monitor broke and I was just kind of like, I had already gotten it replaced. It didn't last as long as I wanted to. And so I got into this 
period where I was like, okay, how am I going to update you guys on how I'm doing? Because I want to make sure that I'm practicing what I'm preaching, working out really hard, but like really showing you guys that like, hey, these numbers actually improve and we can really, really see how everything is going with that. Because sometimes, you know, I just, I just want to be a good example for you guys. That's really what it comes down to. That's really what it comes down to. But we're going to be gathering some data on our running mileage as well, and we're going to be adding that in. And so that's going to be kind of an additional plot that we'll do is like running mileage, and we'll probably get a third category down here. So we'll put all the graphs and stuff up for you guys because so you guys can start seeing how those lines are changing, how I'm improving, because I have been running quite a bit and I've been seeing those numbers improve, but I just haven't been tracking it. And so I want to make sure that I'm getting more data available for you guys as well. Coming up next year, guys, we're going to go over two listener questions. And these are actually questions from clients I work with that I get constantly. So I want to go over them. And these are actually going to be touching on subjects we have talked about today. Question number one, will I lose strength if I go on vacation for a week? The answer is no, you won't. That's the simple answer. The more important answer is you are going to see improved strength because you're gone for just a little bit. You're going to rest, relax come back fully energized and you're going to see really, really good results. And I highly recommend doing that for my clients. The second question, or I should say the second point I want to make on to question one, excuse me, is how fast you're going to lose strength acutely. So this is over short periods of time. We're going to go over long periods of time in question two. That's why I got a little bit confused here. Guys. Sorry about that. If you start to take more than like three to six weeks off at a time, that is when you're actually going to see strength decrease by quite a bit. And you're going to start to see that muscle mass loss as well, because the body is going to say, Hey, we don't need this really metabolic tissue around. Let's not waste energy on it. And it's going to catabolize that muscle and it's going to break it down and just make it a little bit smaller. So that's going to be kind of like your range to do. Now, if you are somebody who wants to maintain and you don't necessarily want, you don't have the time to work out five, six times a week, or I should say four to five. I'm not going to tell anyone they need to work out six times a week unless they're an athlete. But if you are somebody who just wants to maintain, try to get in two lifts a week, hitting most of the major muscle groups. That's going to be really, really important. And that's actually going to help you maintain muscular strength for a very, very long time. You might not see improvement in muscle strength only going in two times a week, but twice a week, again, is good for maintenance. Now let's get into question number two. How fast does muscle go away with age? I get this quite a bit. This is actually referring to a specific key term called sarcopenia. That is the age-related loss of muscle mass. I've heard that so many times that's like just beaten, been beaten into my brain at this point. This varies with activity level, but what we see is a drop in muscle mass after you turn about 30. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, so let's just go over it in a little bit in detail. And what's really, really important here is if you are training and you are strength training specifically, you are going to see the smallest amount of sarcopenia possible. So the least amount of muscle mass lost. So please continue strength training, make it a part of your lifestyle, guys, and you're going to see that very, very important. So nice and quick today. Um, if we don't get any more listener questions or client questions from people we work with who are listening, we'll just take some more questions off Reddit next week as well, because there's hundreds of questions there every single day. And we can, I mean, we could spend a whole podcast on that. Coming up next, uh, let me see. Oh, you know what? I put this table in here, guys, because I wanted to go over just a little bit of 
what happens to the body in aging and what happens when you age but you resistance train. So this is just a little table I got from one of my textbooks. You guys are going to see the different outcomes we're looking for. So muscular strength, power, endurance, muscle mass, muscle fiber size, muscular metabolic capacity, resting metabolic rate, body fat, bone marrow density, and physical function. We've touched on a little bit of almost all of these already here, guys. Almost everything is going to decrease with age. The only thing that increases with age is body fat percentage uh, because the body is trying to keep around more energies because it needs more energy to do things. Now, when you're resistance training, all of these adaptations are going to be going into the positive direction or the more beneficial direction minus body fat. Body fat's the only one on here that's in an inverse, uh, whereas a decrease in body fat is considered a positive result on this table. So everything else is going to increase here, guys. So take a look at that. That's going to be super important for everybody. And that is kind of an additional explanation for our question number two. All right, guys, I'm going to get rid of my face here for just a moment. There we go. So we had some huge spikes in viewers these last few weeks. So thank you guys so much. I actually had to break this up into two different maps so I could get everybody onto here so we could see what was going on. So the first one is when we're looking at listeners in the United States, we added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven new states. So I'm gonna go through all of the states we had and then go over the new states from last week. So new listeners as well. So if we're looking at the United States here, guys, we have listeners in Washington, California, Indiana, Texas, Ohio, Oklahoma, Florida, North Carolina, New Jersey, Oregon, New York, and Georgia. Georgia was the newest addition from last week. So from last week to this week, we have listeners in Illinois, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Wisconsin, Virginia, Tennessee, Colorado, Minnesota, Maryland, Missouri, and Nevada. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Since we had so many people hop in here, guys, you might also notice that this is just the United States. We want to check out our international listeners as well. So I brought up a map of Europe and then a little world map here. Most of our international listeners are located in Europe, so we'll edit this as much as we need moving forward. So internationally here, guys, we have listeners in Belgium, the United Kingdom, Sweden, India, Chechnya, or Chech, Chechia, I don't know how to pronounce that. That's fine. India, Chechnya, Spain, Australia, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, and then new listeners in South Africa, Poland, Denmark, and Ireland. Super happy to have you guys all in here. That is just so awesome. Super excited to get more stuff going on there. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching in today. We are right at our timestamp, so we're going to raid this out here in just a bit, but let's do our outro really quick. Thank you guys so much for listening in. The best way to help us out currently is to listen to all of our other episodes here, guys. This is episode 17, so we have 16 other episodes for you guys to listen to. Please leave your comments with questions, feedbacks, feedback, and your own experiences as well. As well. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. Right now, you can find the Healthy Humans podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Anchor. This is still a fairly new podcast here, guys. It's it has, We haven't even been around for a year yet, so you guys can follow me on Twitter and look for the pinned tweets. On Twitter, you guys are going to find my main profile at FinleyTheDog736 because that's where I do most of my tweeting from. So you guys are going to get a lot of in, uh, updates on there. I will also be including questions that relate to each topic. So send in your questions to me on Twitter or Instagram or the podcast email, basically wherever you guys can find me. You guys can type out hat, uh, exclamation point socials while watching this on Twitch, and that will actually take you to a link where I can be found.
The next episode, we are going to be talking about muscular power. So we're going to be kind of finishing up that trifecta of the main three training goals that we'll be focusing on. We've already talked about endurance. Today, we talked about strength. Next week, we're going to be talking about power. Next week's going to be interesting. We have some nasty weather coming in towards Washington, so we're hopefully going to get everything recorded as well. That will be the last podcast of 2022. Then we're going to resume and pick everything up in 2023, but we're going to be doing some other streaming over here on Twitch as well. But as far as the Healthy Humans podcast go, that is going to be the end of streaming for 2022. So one more episode this and this season, then we'll start up season three here, guys. Super excited for me. Make sure you guys send in your questions to me. You guys can find my email at healthyhumanspodcast.gmail.com. Consider going through and liking and listening. That actually helps us out quite a bit. If you guys are able, the best way to support us right now is to subscribe on Patreon or send a subscription over here on Twitch as well. That is more helpful than you guys know, because that again is going to go into better software, better hardware, all of those things that we put right back into this podcast. I would really appreciate it here, guys. We have a goal of getting some more of those in really, really appreciate it. So if you guys have that, consider subscribing, especially if you have prime, if you have prime gaming, you can give subscriptions to your creators. And I believe it's like one per month. So if you have prime gaming, please consider dropping some support here. That would be so helpful. I would love you forever. Just remember here, guys, all information discussed on this podcast does not constitute medical advice, and you should always consult your physician before starting an exercise program. Something I want to end with is remember when you guys finish your training, uh, when I finish a training session, I always finish with my three rules. Rule number one, hydrate, drink water, lots and lots of water. Rule number two, make sure you guys are moving around. Movement is medicine. And rule number three, make sure you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you guys in the next one. Next week, we're talking about muscular power. Can't wait to see you guys. We're going to send this out. We're going to rate it out. Thank you guys so much for, lost, for watching. And hopefully a, a lot more of you guys will see this on YouTube as well. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.